Well, I'm so excited to be here. It's been a really long time since I've actually just like been down here worshiping. And man, I love to worship so much. It's my favorite thing. But as much as I love to worship, I love the word of God. Can I get an amen? amen. Okay. I like, I like when you guys get rowdy because I'm, I'm I like to get rowdy too. So. Um, but I, I, love to, I love the word of God. I mean, the word is what anchors you. It's what sustains you. It's what keeps you going. It's what, I mean, come on, just fill in the blank for yourself. What is the word of God done in your life? I, can, I have so many testimonies. My parents stood on the word when I was away from the Lord. And because of the word in my life, it literally changed me. It called me back. And uh, I'm so thankful for the word of God. I can use it every day of my life with my children with my husband. Man, I really have to work that out with him a lot. I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, let's, go, let's go ahead and just jump right into scripture because I'm ready to go. Galatians chapter 6, verse 7 through 9. And you know, we've been talking about the sowing, sewing, and um, it's my pleasure to talk about reaping. And so I want us to read the scripture, and we're going to just break it down a little bit, but let's just go ahead and read it here. Don't be misled. You cannot mock the justice of God. You will always harvest what you plant. Everybody say always. Okay, just making sure. Those who live only to satisfy their own sinful nature will harvest decay and death from the sinful nature. Come on, keep going. <laughs> Don't stop. Uh, I'll read the rest of it. So, I, I mean, that right there can tell you something right there. Okay, so, but those who live to please the Spirit will harvest everlasting life from the Spirit. So, let's not get tired of doing what is good. At just the right time, right time, we will reap a harvest of blessing if we don't give up. Come on. So, don't give up. So if we've planted seeds, you've put seeds into your children. If you've put seeds in the ground, you can expect a harvest. Amen? And I love that. If we're living by the Spirit, we'll harvest everlasting life from the Spirit. I don't want life from anything else. I don't want life from anything in this world can give me. I, I want life from the Spirit because that's what's going to produce life in me. So don't get tired of doing what is right. Don't get tired of what, and some, some uh, translation says, don't get weary in well-doing. You know, we, there's a lot of well-doing out there. I am, I am, uh, I like to do, <laughs> I like to do, I'm a doer. And so it's easy sometimes to just be busy, 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 and you get, in, you get tired, and you, and you start to get weary, and, and things start to he be heavy. But it says, don't give up. Just look over to your friend and say, don't give up. Don't give up. Okay. <laughs> so it's important not to give up. Why? Because it said it, said it right there. It says you're always going to reap a harvest. You're always going to have a harvest. So I want us to go back to the first verse, verse 7. It says, don't be misled. That tells me right there that we can be misled, that we can get distracted there are a lot of things that will try to get your attention. There's a lot of really cool things to listen to, to watch, um, you know, good works that, that can get you really distracted off of what the Lord is telling you. So e either in the natural, in the sinful way, and talked about living by your sinful nature. So 
I want to just tell you, if you're taking notes, beware. Be aware that there are things that can actually get you off of the word of God. See, that's the enemy's plan. It's been his plan from the beginning to get you off the word. That's always his plan, to steal the word from your life and make you second guess what he said or what he's telling you to do. And I promise every time you're obedient to the spirit, it's going to produce life in you. It's going to bring fruit in your life. And so the title of this message is, It's Harvest Time, Get to Work. Get to work. As BJ was um, speaking the last couple of weeks, I just kept hearing this phrase over and over, get to work, get to work. Now, I know we are a faith church, and we're not about works. There is nothing you have to do to, to receive your salvation except to believe in Jesus. Every benefit which is healing, all the things, whatever the benefits are of salvation, you do not have to strive for, you don't have to work for. He has done the work. I love what Pastor Will said, it's finished. He did the work on the cross, so there's, that part is done. But there is a partnership with the Lord in faith that we have to walk out, that we have to actually do. Faith without works is dead. I like that y'all know the word, that's cool. Um, faith without works is dead. And so that does mean there's a part that we actually have to do as well. We can't just sit around and expect a garden to just, you know, ah, there's a garden, right? It takes work. Like, like BJ was talking about, it takes work. You got to sow seed. You got to till the ground. You got to sow it. You got to water it, put it in the right place. And, and then you're going to see a harvest, right? Amen. So the seeds that you plant are really important. You know, I started thinking about that. Like, if I, I don't love eggplant, I know that there's fun ways to fix it. It's just not one of my favorites. So I'm just not going to plant eggplants because it's just not my favorite. But what if I was like, every I, I hate eggplants, and I just keep planting eggplants. That would be stupid, right? Because I don't like them, unless I was making them for someone else, right? So the type of seed you're planting is important, right? Because that's going to determine what kind of harvest you get. It's going to determine, right? If I like corn, I plant corn, I'm going to get that. And um, I really like corn. (laughs) Big lump of knobs. Has the juice. So corn, you know, (laughs) Nobody remembers that? <laughs> okay, all right, just making sure. So um, so the seeds you plant are really important. You know, I started thinking about the different grounds. The ground is also extremely important. How many have ever planted something and it just died? Okay, wow, there's only two people in here? Okay, cool, awesome. Um, <laughs> well, I planted some, we planted some um, hostas outside, and I know they like shade. But this one area right around where it kind of comes out is getting full sun. And I didn't know it would get full sun because I thought those trees were going to shade it. It only shaded one part of it. So those hostas over there that are in that ground are not doing as good as they could because they're not in the right place. And I like that the scripture says at the right time you're going to reap a harvest. So that shows me that it's important where you put it, what you put in the ground. Um, and in the right environment. And that's why, you know, when there's opportunities to give here in this house, we know it's good ground. When there's opportunities to give to missions and different things or people in your life, you know, where are you planting? That's an important part. It's going to determine the type of harvest that you reap. And you reap what you sow, right? 
<laughs> you reap what you sow. So I, you know, as as thinking about the types of soil, you know, there's different. You know, the word of God is a seed. Um, there's there's soil like in the natural, in the spiritual. You know, like we can say that this church is there's soil here, and there's other places. But I started thinking about like our families, right? Our our children, they can be soil in our lives, right? And we as parents can plant seeds into our children. And it's very important the types of seeds you're sowing into your kids because they, you're going to reap a harvest of that. If you're, whatever you say over your children, you're going to reap that. I mean, it's not, it's not like a magic thing. If you're, if you're constantly saying, oh, they're so shy, oh, they're so shy, and they're literally hiding behind you, you're declaring that out of your mouth. Yeah, we walk by faith and not by sight. If you don't want your kid to sit there and be shy all the time, don't speak that stuff. And that's just a simple example. I feel like it's very, it's, it's you know, or I, I would say this over Judah. Man, he's a wild man. Like, he's wide open, right? We, we say what we're seeing, but that's not actually how we're supposed to live by the Spirit. We're supposed to declare things <laughs> by faith, right? So I declare my kids are going to be taught of the Lord. They're the head and not the tail. They're above and not below. Those types of seeds, whether you think they're listening or not, they hear you. They hear the sighs. They hear the complaints. And that's what we're going to get. They're soil. They're good ground, right? Our kids are good ground. You are good ground. The way you speak over yourself is important. Our words are seeds, and they have power. So what are you planting I know we took, we took a couple of weeks and we talked about sowing. I love that. Um, last week we talked about tithing. I mean, like, that is an, a very important thing to do in your life. But, you know, I started thinking, like, my children, I'm always going to think, I'm always going to think about my kids. Like, as a mom, I'm always going to think about my kids. And I think, like, you know, if they're a good ground and I'm planting things in, in, in them and speaking words of life into them, um, you know, I started I started to think, like, I'm so thankful that my parents did that to me. I'm so thankful that I have an inheritance. You know, I'm very thankful that my parents brought me to the house of God. I'm thankful that they taught me the word of God, and it didn't return void in my life. And so as you are bringing your kids to church, as you're bringing your family members to church, I want to tell you that that is important. There is a lie going around, and... It is going all over the place saying that if you make your kids come to church, they're going to have religious trauma and da-da-da-da-da. That's a lie. That's not the truth. The word of God is good. And if you put your kids in the environment of the word of God and the presence of God, they're going to be marked forever. They're not going to be traumatized, especially not here, because they're getting the good news. They're not going to. I'm telling you, that is a lie. You know, get your kids in the house of God. Get your family into the house of God. Teach The Bible says talk about it in the car, on long trips, put it in your house. It's important. Why? Because those are seeds. Those are seeds, and they're important. And so I, I just want to encourage you, if, if that's you, if you're like, man, I've, I've brought my kids to the house of God, I want to be a living testimony that God's word is alive and it's active, and it will not return void. And so if you're thinking, man, I did all of those things and I haven't seen a harvest, don't give up. Don't give up. Amen. Amen. So let's go to Proverbs chapter 18, verse 21. 
This is going to be a really good one. I'm sure everyone knows this one. Let's, let's read it. The tongue can bring death or life. Those who love to talk will reap the consequences. I mean, that's pretty self-explanatory, right? <laughs> There's power in your tongue. There, life and death is in your tongue. What you speak over yourself, over your children, over your business, over your workplaces, over your church, over your friends, over your family. The words that we speak have life and they have death. And I want to speak words of life. I feel like it's really easy to say and complain and to do all that. But honestly, if I'm sowing that out of my mouth, what's going to be growing? Death and decay is what it said. If you live by the flesh, death and decay is going to come. But if you live by the spirit, man, we're going to reap a harvest, and it's going to be awesome. So your words have power. So number one was be aware. Number two is watch your words. It's really important. Proverbs chapter 15, verse 4. I love this one. A gentle, gentle words are a tree of life, but a deceitful tongue can crush the spirit. Do you know that your words don't only have power, they can actually bring refreshing and life, or they can bring death. They can crush someone's spirit. You know, I mean, our words are so powerful. And I think, I think the enemy would love to twist and turn things and get you distracted, get you misled, get you off of what the Lord has said over your life, and you begin to complain and do all these things, and it's just producing nothing good in your life. But as we live by the Spirit, and we tap into the Word of God, and we start to declare, like, you know what? Maybe my kids are getting on my nerves today in the name of Jesus, but I'm going to declare right now that they are taught of the Lord, and great is their peace, and I thank you, Lord. I'm going to be a cheerful mother. That's the word of the Lord. Speak life over your situation. I'm using motherhood as an example because I've been a mom for a while, right? But use it in any situation. We know the word in this place. If you're, if you're here at MCG, you're going to get taught the word of God. So begin to replace those things with the word of God. And I'm telling you, you're going to see a harvest in your life. See, it's gonna, it matters what you put in, where you put it in the ground, what you're putting, and, and that's going to determine your harvest. Um, this is just a goofy example, and I just think it was funny because Will just walked in and it reminded me. We were, <laughs> we were, uh, we were um, in the backyard in their house. We were in the backyard, and they have a little, little garden, and um, Jolene kept walking over there, and she was picking little tomatoes, and she was just eating them like candy. Like she just was having so much fun eating these things. And then Will's like, hey, do you all see those peppers over there? We're like, yeah. And he's like, he's like, yeah. And he just wanted to be cool guy and he grabbed it and he went like that and just literally ate the whole thing and he was like you like oh he reaped the harvest that day <laughs> it was so hot why but he planted it he knew what to expect he didn't know how hot they were gonna be he didn't know he was gonna get a hundredfold on that he was hoping for like 30 or 60 but he got a hundredfold and I don't know might have been the gift they kept on giving <laughs> but when you whatever you plant you're gonna reap a harvest right he planted he planted those peppers and he he got a harvest for sure that day so what does all of this have to do with reaping 
where you're planting and what you're planting will determine your harvest. So in your, in your life, in your family, your, your workplace, all of those things, it is so important what you're putting, what you're, what you're planting. The word of God is a seed, and it'll produce fruit in your life. You know, I like what BJ was saying um, for the past few weeks. Inspect the fruit. You don't have to look too far to see what people are planting in their life, right? You don't have to look too far to see what types of fruit they're planting, right? Because of the, of the fruit in their own life. So fruit is important. That's the whole point of it, right? The whole point of planting something is getting something. It's not just give me, give me so I can have it. It's give, give me more than enough so I have to give to other people, right? And to share. You know, it'd be crazy. I love that we have families here that brought their surplus here. They brought their extra tomatoes and zucchinis. And if you got to, if you got some of that, man, they were really good. Thank you guys for the ones of y'all that brought all that stuff. And why? Because God wants to bless us so much that we can contain it so much you have to give it away. That's an awesome scripture. I pray that all the time. I'm like, man, that's a powerful thing. God wants to bless your harvest. He wants to bless it so much that you literally can't contain it. And you're like, what am I going to do with all these tomatoes? I have to give them away. Or they're going to go bad. So, and then my family got to reap the benefits and I didn't even have to put the work in. Now that's pretty cool. That's like promised land stuff right there. I like that. I didn't even have to put the work in, but you know, Judah, he got a whole bag of tomatoes and he took them home and he made soup for us. <laughs> and he made homemade soup with those tomatoes and it was so delicious. And he, we took the Panera bread and the tomatoes and we had a whole meal. So that's pretty awesome. That was awesome. It was really delicious. Um, so let's go to Matthew chapter 13 verse 9 through 23. You know, this is a really important scripture. This is um, Jesus was talking and giving this whole picture of what this, the seed and the sower, the, the farmer sowing the seeds. And so he's, he had already given this parable, and he said, now I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you what, what all this means. The seed that fell on the footpath represents those who hear the message about the kingdom, and they don't understand it. The evil one comes and snatches away the seed that was planted in their hearts. The seed on the rocky soil represents those who hear the message and immediately receive it with joy. Come on, that's not a bad one. But since they don't have deep roots, they don't last long. They fall away as soon as they have problems or are persecuted for believing God's word. The seed that fell among the thorns represent those who hear God's word, but all too quickly... The message is crowded out by the worries of this life and lure of wealth, so no fruit is produced. And the seed that fell on the good soil represents those who truly hear and understand God's word and produce a harvest of 30, 60, and even 100 times as much as had been planted. Come on, do you want that 30, the 60, the 100? I know I want 100 fold in my life. Can we go back to verse 22? These seeds were representing God's word. Okay, remember in the beginning I talked about distractions. So the seed that fell among the seed that fell among the thorns represents those who hear God's word but all too quickly. The message is crowded out by the worries of this life and the lure of wealth, so no fruit is produced. You know, I really keep that up there for a minute. I don't want my life to be fruitless. I want to be pre- 
producing fruit. And I, I want my children to produce fruit. I want this church to produce fruit. I want all of you. I, I just know that the Lord has that for us. He's calling us. He's like, I'm telling you, 30, 60, 100 fold. That's what I've called you to do. But it's really easy. A lot of things can get us distracted. It can mislead us. It can get us off of the track of reaping the biggest harvest in our life. Because of the cares of this world, another uh, translation says the, the cares of this world. It gets crowded by the worries of this life, and no fruit is produced. And I believe that God, I believe that there's potential in all of us to reap 30, 60, 100 fold. But the cares of this world, the cares, the things that are worrying us, the things that bother us, the things, I mean, you fill in the blank for you. What? What is getting your attention? That's what the enemy wants to keep you in so that you can't move forward in your life, so that you can't produce fruit. He's holding, I mean, if we allow him, the enemy has no power unless you give it to him. So if we're, and, and even just the things of this world, the cares, the how am I going to pay this bill and how am I going to, uh, I got to make sure I have 10, you know, I got to get everybody's calendar synced up because we're going on this trip and this kid has to go to the orthodontist. This is the way my life is. I, I got to get this kid here. I got to get that kid there. I got to do, 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 do. And all these things are filling up our space and our mind and all of those things. And it's getting us distracted. I mean, it's good stuff. That's why I said don't get tired in doing good because good. I mean, taking care of your family is a really good thing. I encourage everyone to do that. But if it's getting more attention than the word of God in our life, then we have some things out of order. Our family is in incredibly important. And I believe that the Lord wants us to take care of our families. I believe that our children should be one of our priorities in our life, our husbands, um, whatever, my little puppers. Like, yes, I want, <laughs> I want all of that, right? But I believe that Jesus has to be at the center of it all. You know, we can't just say, okay, Jesus, you're up here at, at 8 in the morning. I got, you got 30 minutes for me, and then the rest of it. It's like, no, Jesus is at the center of it all, and my life is going to revolve around him throughout the day. Yes, maybe at 8 a.m. I'm, I'm reading the word. I'm fixing food for my family, and I'm doing this, but Jesus at the center of it all. I'm telling you, that's what helps you not get weary. That's what helps you not get tired and doing the good things. Keeping your eyes on Jesus can actually rejuvenate you. It can bring life in you. It can produce good fruit in you. Amen. Because we don't want to be like, we don't want to be like that scripture of like, we, we get, we're getting this good, rich word. Maybe we got a download from the Lord. We're writing out some things that the Lord has spoken to us, but the cares of this world literally choke it out. Or it falls on ground and it doesn't actually take root in our heart. And then it's not producing anything in us. And I just want to encourage you, if you feel like, man, I don't feel like I'm producing anything right now. I don't feel like anything. I feel like everything it just feels a little death and decay. That's why I just want you to know, like, speak into those things. Let the Lord speak into it. Let him breathe his life because the Lord will see a pile of bones and say, oh, that, they're not dead. That's a, that's a whole army right there. See, Lord, the Lord will look at your situation and say, I've called you to be blessed. You're highly favored. You, you go over there, and I'm blessing you. Now, I love the story of Abraham because he was a friend of God. 
He was his friend, and God made a covenant. He made a pact with Abraham, and it was a powerful covenant because it, it actually blessed his children, their children, and then all the generations are blessed. And because of it, we have the same covenant. He gave us the same covenant as Abraham. He said, your descendants are going to be blessed, your children's children. And you know what? Isaac got to reap the benefits of his father. That's so powerful. So the generational wealth that you get to, re- you get to leave to your children are so important. Not just material, not just physical wealth, but spiritual wealth that you're depositing. Right now, just by being faithful, coming to church, reading your Bible, all those things that, that don't make you, it's not magic, but it's faithfulness. Man, faithfulness is always blessed by the Lord. No, anytime you're faithful, and I don't know, it's just like something different happens in your life. Because he says, if you're faithful in the small things, he'll make you ruler over much. You know. So I think I think about I think about bringing my kids to the house of God. I think about you know. Uh, when, when we're on long trips and we're talking about the Lord. Those are seeds, especially, uh, I'm really sad because I'm not going to be driving my kids to school very much longer, but uh, we have some good conversations in the mornings. In the car, you know, those are seeds that I've, I have personally planted, you know, and I'm expecting the harvest in their life, and they love when I talk about them, when, especially when they're sitting right there. So I believe that God has potential for us. I know I said that a minute ago, but I want to say it again. I really feel prophetically that the Lord is saying that I'm, I'm telling you, there are some things that you guys have planted. There are, there are seeds that you have been planting. There are words maybe you've spoken. Maybe there are dreams that you've buried in the ground. And I'm telling you, the Lord said that now is the harvest time. It's time to harvest those things. It's time to begin to see some fruit from that, whether you're, whether you're starting a business, a ministry, um, building a house, uh, you know, raising your children, closing a business, whatever it is, God has called us to, to receive from him. And I'm telling you, he has, he has made it to where we walk in favor no matter what. Just like Abraham. Abraham and Lot looked over the land and Lot said, that one looks pretty good. I think I'm going to take that one. And Abraham was like, that's cool. Take it because I know I'm blessed because I have a friend and he told me that. So, and I believe him. Amen. Let's don't get too crowded. Don't let, don't let your mind get too crowded with the things of this world. Yes, it's important to be faithful in doing good and all those things, but your mind should be fixed on the Lord first. First. I mean, whatever he's saying, Jesus said, I don't do anything unless I see my father doing it. I don't say anything unless my father is doing it. And so, you know, whatever stage of life you're in, you know, you could be young or old, whatever stage that is. Yes, all the things God said, he said, seek first my kingdom and all those other things will be added. Do you know what most of the kingdom is? I like that we were declaring it today. Joy and peace. I mean, joy and peace are most of the kingdom. Righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. Come on, we love the Holy Ghost around here. Let's go to Matthew chapter 12, verse 34. See, <laughs> this is Jesus. I love it. You brought snakes. 
How could you evil men, how could evil men like you speak what is good and right for whatever is in your heart determines what you say? Out of the abundance of your heart, your mouth will speak. That's why I think it's very important. I mean, in talking about harvest, we want to reap a harvest, right? Hopefully, anything that we're sowing in the ground, anything that we're sowing into our, we want to reap a harvest, but it's really important. So that tells me you can be misled, you can get distracted, and you need to watch your heart. Because out of your heart, out of, out of your heart, your mouth is going to speak. So whatever is in your heart, your mouth is going to speak. That's why it's so important to let the Lord in. Let him in to the stress. Let him in to the anxiety. Why? Because our promise is that we don't stay there. Sorrow lasts for a night, but joy comes in the morning, so you don't get stuck. But invite the Holy Ghost. Invite the Lord into your life and let him make sense of all the craziness and all the chaos, right? Because when he sees... He was sleeping most of the time when, when everyone else was freaking out. He was at rest at all the time. So what do you want to be with the person that was the most calm in the situation? If, if, um, if everything in here just went crazy and there was a fire, I would think, who's the most calm? Okay, I'm going with them. I wouldn't be going with people just screaming and running around, right? The Lord is always going to be that steady, calm person in your life. The Holy Spirit is going to be that person that you can cling to. So it's important to lay that stuff down to the, to, to the Lord. Lay it down to him. Give it to him. Because why? Because he's going to help you. <laughs> he left you the Holy Spirit, so that could be your helper. You're not meant to do things alone. He's given us a body here so that we can help each other. We can encourage each other. We can lift each other up in the, in the things of God. You know, if you're, if you're, we, when we come here and, and you say, or you're talking on the phone, you're saying like, man, my my, you know, my life is kind of out of order right now. I had a hard morning. You talk to your friend and they're like, you know what? It's going to be all right. Or whatever it is. Like sometimes we need that extra encouragement and that's what the Lord can do. That's what community can do in your life. So out of the abundance of your heart, your mouth will speak. So I, I want to encourage you, take some inventory into your own heart. Take some inventory in your life. What kinds of things am I letting grow in my heart? What kinds of things am I letting grow? Because that's going to determine your harvest. I mean, it's getting quiet in this Presbyterian church. <laughs> oh, I'm just checking. <laughs> maybe, maybe it's a tough word. I don't know. Because it is. You know why? Because what, what you say is important. I mean, I know it's not... I mean, call it, name it, claim it, whatever you want. I don't know. But you know what it does? It actually gets, gets your mind thinking the opposite of what the Lord says. Bible says faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. If you are lacking faith, you need to hear the word of God. Otherwise, you're hearing everything else. Fear comes by hearing the word of the news. Fear comes by hearing your grandma tell you you're going to get sick, catch a cold, what? Right? That stuff is fear. When you think, oh my God, I was walking into the grocery store and this lady, she was head to toe. She was wearing the whole thing and she was like, you better sanitize that whole thing and all that stuff. And I was like, thank you, ma'am. You know, I was just trying to be nice, but she was like, I'm telling you, it's all around you. It's going to get on you and all that. And I was like, thank you. And I thought, not on me and my family. 
No, because I have a promise. I know who my God is. He's Jehovah Jireh. He's Jehovah Rapha, my healer. I don't have to be worried about all that stuff. And I said it in my own heart. I didn't have to be rude to her. I didn't have to say anything else, but I thought, I don't receive that. If I see a commercial on TV, and um, I saw this commercial. This, I don't even have this on my notes, but I feel like you need to hear it. I saw this commercial, and it was about, or it was like something that just came up on my feed, and it was like, kids that play on turfs are getting cancer. And if they play soccer and they play on a turf, they're going to get cancer, and you need to be very careful. And I said, oh, that's, oh, I rebuke that in the name of Jesus. Because my kid plays soccer all the time. He plays on every kind of thing, right? Turf and grass and whatever else. And I said, I don't receive that. That's not from the Lord. You know, that is the way the enemy works. You're watching a feed and you're like, oh my God, did y'all see what happened over there? Good Lord, we better watch out. You know, that's getting misled. That's getting distracted. That's getting off of what, what does the Lord say? That you and your house, no evil can dwell. No evil thing can come near your dwelling place. You don't have to receive all the things that come your way. You don't have to receive those words. Seeds can only take root if you, if you keep watering them and keep doing all that stuff. So don't let that stuff in. You know, maybe, maybe it's sweet. Maybe it's coming from a good place, but you don't have to let it in. You don't have to be rude to anyone, but you don't have to allow those negative things and the, the, the death and decay to take root in your heart. It's very important. All right, I'm talking to myself. Amen. So I, I believe that we want to reap the biggest harvest in our life, and I think it's, I, I'm going to just say it again, the type of seeds you're planting are important, the ground that you're planting it into is very important. And then... I believe that God is the one that makes the increase. He's bringing increase in your life. And I really, I did, I, I felt by the spirit, I just felt like God is saying, yeah, in the natural things are changing, but in the spiritual realm, I just really felt, I really feel like the Lord is saying that it is time to begin to see some things in the spirit that you haven't seen before. That there are some things that you've been, you've been really after. Like, Lord, I, I want this. You've been kind of cultivating that ground and you're like, Lord, I want to see more. I want, I want to see more. I just want to encourage you. Just don't, don't give up. Don't give up. Keep, keep going. And I believe we're gonna, I believe we're gonna see some change in our life. I believe we're gonna see things begin to sprout that we haven't seen before. Why? Because when you, when you speak over your situation and partner with the Holy Spirit, see, you're not supposed to just plant the, plant it and water it alone. He, he wants you to co-labor with him. He wants you to work. He wants to work with you in that. He's saying like, hey, let me grab my arm. Let me show you how to do this. I'm going to show you how to get the best. I know, I know this. I know the secret, right? I, I have a green thumb. Everything I touch literally prospers. See, that's the word for you too. Everything you touch prospers, right? Because you're not alone in this. You got the Holy Ghost with you. And he's your co-laborer, so if you're, you're like, man, I really don't know how to do this, and he's like, that's fine. I've done this before. I know how to do it. So listen to the Lord. Listen to what he's saying in your life. And I like, I like what BJ was saying um, the past two weeks. He said, get along with the Lord and purpose in your heart. 
purpose in your heart. You see, the Holy Spirit will tell you to do certain things, and maybe you don't know why. Maybe you don't have a reason for it. But in the obedience, there's something that is released in your life. I can't explain it. I don't know. All I know is anytime I've been obedient to the Lord, we have seen major increase in our life. Major. In every area of our life, if the Lord tells us to rest, we rest. We've tried to do things on our own and on our own strength. And if the Lord tells us to go, we go. If whatever he has told us to do, we have been faithful, more than faithful. To, and I'm telling you, because of it, God has just brought crazy increase in our life. Stuff we couldn't even explain. Even the way we got our house, like, it was just faithfulness. BJ was being faithful at the gym. <laughs> he was being faithful running at the, because the Lord told him to get healthy. The Lord spoke, you need to, you need to get, your, your, get your health in order. And so because he was being faithful on, on that simple word, get healthy, he was at the gym at the right time, and this lady came up and said, I think I have a house for you. And he said, okay. And he kept, he kept on running. And he, we honestly thought, crazy. Who just walks up to you and says that? But that's how we even, that's how we even got our house, and it was you know, that's very something very insignificant and small, like running on a treadmill at a gym, whatever. But he was faithful. He was there every day doing what God told him to do, and he was in the right place at the right time, not even really expecting that, but it was just a benefit. And that's the, that's the kind of favor that the Lord has over your life. Being at the, if, you, if God tells you, I want you to wake up and I want you to take a walk around the block every day, I mean, that might be a really simple thing, but you know what, you might meet a person and then something happens in your life. You just don't know why God's telling you to do things, but I want to encourage you, be obedient to what you hear the Lord saying because he will, he will be as specific as you listen. I mean, he's always talking. He's always going to speak. So whatever, whatever he's saying, be obedient to that. So I had a note here. Instead of complaining about your kids and your spouses, begin to speak life. I wanted to remind you all of that, just in case you didn't get that earlier. <laughs> One more time. One more time. Because honestly, that, that, that begins to wear on you. You feel like, man, this is wearing on me, right? I mean, BJ, he's a heavy load sometimes. I'm just kidding. He always says this to me, and I say, I'm always the butt of your jokes. Today, you're, you're the butt of my joke. Thank you. Um, no. You know what? God, God is awesome, and he loves you with an everlasting love, and he's called, he's called you to greatness. He said your ladder will be greater than the past. If you've seen fruit in your life, and you're like, man, I remember when you did this for me, Lord. Don't forget. Don't give up. He'll do it again. He's the God of more than, than enough. He hasn't ran out. He's not going to run out. He's full of great ideas. He's full of witty inventions. He's got all the resources, and that's who we look to in any of it. So don't get distracted, and don't be misled. Stop dreading everything and start speaking life. Stop dreading your morning, your night routine, and start speaking life over it. Stop dreading times where, you have, where you're like, I got to do this, and I got to do that. Stop dreading. That is a good word for somebody in this house. I believe it. That's why I wrote it down. Stop dreading everything and start speaking life because you know what? 
that dread actually can take the hope right out of your head. <laughs> can to- take the hope. And we know that hope actually directs faith. And faith literally tells you where to go and, and directs you into, into what the Lord has for you. So all of that is important. Hear and understand the word. You know, I want to be like, I want to be like the, the seed that falls on the good ground and it produces life in me. And I, and I want to understand the word. And I believe that that's where the revelation is going to come, all of that, if we are allowing the word to take root in our heart. So get alone with the Lord. Read scripture out loud to yourself. That's how faith is built up. If you pray in the Holy Ghost, that will build your faith up. If you need some faith in the room, read a scripture, say it out loud, because Faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. Man, declare over your business. Start, if you're not selling anything, I have, a, I have a small little side business. I was like, Lord, what is going on here? And then the Lord gave me some strategy, and I'm telling you, we saw sales this week, right? And, and it's, maybe it's not much, but you know what? It's something. And I started to, instead of dreading, oh, gosh, I have to go do this and that, I started speaking life into it. And I'm like, Lord, give me strategy on this. Man, open up your Bible and start worshiping in, in, in your workplaces or whatever it is if you're not seeing fruit. Declare the word, and I'm telling you, you're, you will see fruit. Amen. That is good. It's a good word. <laughs> Amen. I was, I was just thinking about this. I know I was getting like holy convictions from the Lord as I was just writing this message out. Why? Because our words are really important. Your thoughts are also like seeds and your thoughts are incredibly important over your children, over your spouse, over your workplace, whatever it is. Because the Bible says out of the abundance of your heart, your mouth will speak. And your thoughts, your heart, your mouth are all connected. And so as you're thinking, as you think in your heart, so the Bible says as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. So as you, as you think, as you think about yourselves, as you think about like, God, I'm not seeing certain things. I'm not, I'm not seeing the fruit. I want to encourage you one last time. I'm going to say it again. Don't give up. Don't give up. Don't give up. If, you, if God has given you a picture of your life and it looked a certain way and right now in the natural, it doesn't look like that. I want to encourage you to never give up. Don't give up. He's not finished. He's still working and he's still moving and he wants to produce life in you. Amen. So can we just stand up? I just want to pray into that for a minute and I want us to just... Just press into the Lord for a minute. And as we as we just go into worship, just just even in your own heart, maybe, maybe out loud with your mouth, like, Lord, this is what I'm believing for. This is this is maybe maybe you want to say, Lord, I'm sorry for not speaking life over this stuff. I'm sorry that I didn't think about you when I was talking about my kids or my family or my business. Lord, I'm sorry that I've gotten in the way of this and I've, I've let things distract me, but I choose right now in this moment to focus on you, Jehovah Jireh, my provider, Holy Spirit, my comfort, my peace, my guide, my teacher, 
the one who leads me into all truth, the author, the finisher of my faith, Jesus. Come on, who do you say the Lord is? Because he's not finished. He's not, he's not given up. So God, we just say yes to you, Lord. God, I thank you, Father, if there is any person in this room that has felt death and decay and has seen no fruit in their life, I just want to start saying, life, spring up, oh well, spring up, spring up joy, spring up peace, spring up life. God, give us a new vision of our family. Give us a new vision of our business, God. Give us a new vision for this community, Lord. We don't want to just stay this way. God, we want to produce a harvest. We want to produce life. We want to see more fruit in our life than ever before in this season. I want to declare that right now, that you are going to see the biggest harvest that you've ever seen in your business. I want to declare you're going to see the biggest harvest you've ever seen in your marriages and your children. You're going to begin to see the change that you've been believing for. I heard the Lord say, tell them that God is not finished. He's been doing work on your children. You don't have to worry just stop worrying. He is doing the work, and you don't have to worry anymore. God, I thank you, Father. I, hear the, I heard the Lord saying that he is not finished building houses. He's, fin- he's going to finish it, and it's going to be better than you can ask, think, or imagine. In the name of Jesus. There's healing in your bodies right now there's healing power flowing through some of your bodies right now he's not finished he started the work and he's faithful to complete it just begin to lift your hands and receive if that's you i believe the healing power is flowing in this place right now and the lord said you're healed take up your mat and walk and walk and run jump and leap because the lord is healing your body right now in the name of jesus God, we turn our eyes on you, Jesus. We love you, Lord. 